Welcome, everyone, to the best edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. By that, of course, I mean it is Friday. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. And I got to tell you, I feel a little bit like that one scene from Ferris Bueller, the end where they're at the parade and Ferris Bueller dedicates the song to Cameron and says, this is dedicated to my friend who thinks he hasn't seen anything great today. And it's kind of like that. Kinda, because I was predicting I wasn't going to see anything great today. I thought the data releases were going to be kind of generic. We had the jobless claims. We had the mortgage rate data. We get that every week. I thought that was really kind of all that we were going to be seeing. But no, it turns out I completely forgot about the National Association of Realtors second quarter data on home prices. And not only was it a big report, but it was a historic report. In the second quarter of 2021, the median sales price of a single family existing home jumped 22.9%. I think we can round that up to 23% to $357,900. That is an increase of $66,800. That is a lot of equity in one year now regionally the northeast led the way remember i told you all the time about how everyone thinks that everyone from the northeast is moving down south yet the northeast someone's moving to the northeast they're either having a lot of kids or they're moving from somewhere but the northeast all these people moving from the northeast down south someone's going to the northeast they led the way 21.8 percent annual growth followed by of course the south at 21 percent. the west was up 20 0.9% and the Midwest uh, coming in last at only 17.1%. Oh, the tragedy. Only 17.1% growth year over year. Now, the median sales price, it should be noted, of a single family existing home rose in 99% of measured metro areas in Q2. That is up from 94% in Q1. Man, what was the 1%? What area? Was it Cleveland, Ohio? We've talked about Cleveland, Ohio seeing that big reversal. I don't know where that is. But you think we can hit triple digits? Get a full 100%? No. I don't think so. Just because we're already seeing a slowdown, so some places are going to go negative in Q3. So, how great would it have been to see 100%? That would have been pretty awesome. So, speaking of metro areas, and that's what this whole report's actually about, 12 metro areas saw annual price gains of over 30%. 12. Coming in at number one was Pittsfield, Massachusetts, which saw its year-over-year growth 46.5%. Can you imagine that? Buy a house in the next year. It's worth almost 50% more than what you paid for. It's just crazy numbers now other notable gains over 40 percent were austin was up 45.1 percent naples in florida up 41.9 percent and boise was up 41 percent so what is that we had four metro areas that were over 40 percent year over year price gains That's nuts. Uh, Lawrence Young, the chief economist over at the National Association of Realtors, was amazed by the growth. Obviously, everyone would be. But he did warn, I think this is probably a given, that it's unlikely to be repeated in the coming year, saying in a statement, home price gains and the accompanying house wealth accumulation have been spectacular over the past year, but are unlikely to be repeated in 2022. I would actually go further and say 
unlikely to be repeated in just the second half of this year. There are signs of more supply reaching the market and some tapering of demand. The housing market looks to move from super hot to warm with markedly slower price gains. So we're still moving in the right direction, just a little slower. Now, of course, as with most things and housing is isn't any different. There's a balance. Home prices skyrocketing is great for homeowners, but it's not so good for wannabe buyers. The monthly mortgage payment as a share of the median family income rose to 16.5% in the second quarter. That is up from 14% just a year ago. And among first-time home buyers, a mortgage payment with a 10% down payment saw that jump to 25% of income up from 21.2%. A year ago, Young argued that housing affordability is weakening for first-time home buyers. Unfortunately, he said, quote, the benefits of historically low interest rates are overwhelmed by home prices rising too fast, thereby requiring higher income in order to become a homeowner. And that's why you're seeing a lot of people now run to the rental markets, which is why we're now seeing rents start to heat up as much as housing. Now, housing affordability is becoming a problem despite the fact that that we have seen a significant reduction in mortgage rates. In fact, the report found the effective 30-year fixed mortgage rate decreased to 3.05% in the second quarter, which is down from 3.29% a year ago. And so that's, that is troubling because, I mean, there's a reality here. Home prices can rise while mortgage rates are dropping, but home prices will not be able to rise as mortgage rates begin to move up. I mean, they can, but you're going to price out twice as many people. They're not going to be able to buy. And so that's why the reports have pretty much said we're going to see a slowing of growth, not any negative growth. Now, speaking of mortgage rates, we did get our weekly data. And for the first time in a while, both the 30 and fixed year moved up for the week. That according to the weekly Freddie Mac survey, which found that the 30-year fix saw a 10 basis point jump to 2.87% on average for the week ending August the 12th. This is down slightly from a year ago when it was at 2.96%. The 15-year fix saw a five basis point jump. It's been a while since we've said that to 2.15% for the week ending August the 12th. And this is down somewhat significantly from last year when it averaged 2.46%. Now, Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, said that positive employment data from last week was the catalyst for an upward movement in rates. Saying, quote, following last Friday's strong jobs report, which revealed broad-based gains in employment and wage growth, mortgage rates are moving higher. Despite the rise, rates remain very low, particularly given that economic growth is strong and will continue into the next year. I mean, that's true. I mean, think about that for a second. It's really funny when you really kind of put it in context. For the second quarter, GDP growth was 6.5%. And the average mortgage rate was what? Under three? <laughs> For the second quarter, or I should say, according to this, it was according to the NRA report, it was 3.05%. I mean, that's nuts. You never see that, right? You never see mortgage rates dropping while the economy is heating up. That just doesn't happen. So, like I said, this is the second report this week because we talked about the Mortgage Bankers Association data that came out on Wednesday that shows that that rates have reversed their downward trend. Now, of course, one week does not a trend make, 
But as Cater points out, continued positive data about the economy is going to continue you know, this argument that rates should be moving up. And that's, that's what's going to happen. And so could the second refi boom be over? Well, rates are still under three. So I think that plays a big psychological effect. But yeah, I mean, the idea that if we keep seeing the economy moving in the right direction, it really all depends on what happens with this Delta variant. And do we start seeing shutdowns and other problems? If not, it's hard to make the argument that we're going to see rates get any lower than where they are right now. Uh, before we run out of time, I did want to give you a, a heads up or let you know what happened yesterday with the initial jobless claims. Uh, for the second week in a row, they matched expectations. Always a good thing to see. For the week ending August the 7th, initial claims were 375,000, which was a drop of 12,000 from the previous week and actually hit forecast right on the nose. They were projecting a 375,000 number. And that's what we got. The four-week moving average actually increased to 396,250. Last week, we saw a big drop. So obviously, the four-week moving average has a little bit of a lag involved in it. Now, continuing claims barely beat expectations, but hey, Wins a win. Continued claims were 2.86 million, a decrease of 114,000. Forecast had expected to drop, but only to 2.88 million. In fact, this was the lowest number that we have seen since March 14th, 2020. The four week moving average with that was 3.1 million, a decrease of almost 100,000. And looking at the individual states, the states with the largest increases were in Indiana, Georgia, Rhode Island, Alabama, and Illinois. And the states with the largest decreases were Pennsylvania, Texas, Michigan, Tennessee, and Puerto Rico. I always love how those states, sometimes there's a pattern, like maybe they're all in the north or south or something, but all over the place this week. <laughs> I mean, Indiana, Georgia, Rhode Island, Alabama, Illinois. I mean, good luck trying to figure out what's causing that. You know, a lot of times people say, well, they're in blue states and red states. I mean, this is all over the place. Now, I will say the number was beat. And as Ari Gold famously said on Entourage, quote, beat them by a dollar. Life is great. Missed by a dollar. Put a gun in your mouth and make sure I'm standing behind you. The reality is, is a beat is a beat. And this was the second week in a row that expectations were not only met, but exceeded. Obviously, this drop, obviously what we're seeing with regards to drops is they are slowing, but we are still seeing drops, which means the economy is improving and we are moving in the right direction, which is always a good place to be as we head into the weekend. You guys enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you on Monday morning. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.